it's California Kitchens. Welcome back to my Gemini life. And um, you might not be surprised at this, but I'm in my car again. I think this is the um, the place where I have the least number of distractions, even though I'm driving. And uh, so you're going to get my, my train of thought here. And believe it or not, I'm driving through Delaware again. So... Um, yeah, here we are in the car. It's uh, 66 degrees out. And <clears throat> I just want to talk about, you know, I often get off on these rants, right? Because that's what I do. <laughs> that's what you're here for. Um, so I wanted to talk a, a little bit about, let's talk about rules of the road, shall we? Um. Because for those of you who drive, you know, there are rules of the road. Um, when I was in high school, we had driver's ed. So maybe I went to a fancy school. I don't know. But it was paid for. And, oh my God, I just sounded like a Kardashian. Forgive me. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to do that up speak at all. Oh my God. Yeah, so we had driver's ed. And I recently had a conversation with my brother about this because there was one area of town where it was the woods and the roads were very hilly and windy, not real big hilly, like not, not like upstate New York and the Catskills and all that shit, but just, you know, some ups and downs. And we had an old Ford pickup truck with the stick shift on the steering column and you had to learn how to downshift and all of that stuff um, in that vehicle, and that was part of your driver's ed. You also had to be able to parallel park and back up with a boat trailer. So needless to say, I grew up in an area where we were close to the water. So I guess they thought, and I'm not trying to be sexist here in any way, but I guess they thought even the girls would eventually have to know how to back up the trailer with their sailboat on it, right? Or their horse trailer. Anyways, I digress. But also, my father used to run heavy equipment, and he, he taught me how to drive, among other people, but primarily my father, and he drove tractor-trailer trucks. So I got the really good scoop on driving and safety. <clears throat> One of the things that he ta taught me was never trust the mechanics of your vehicle or the vehicle in front of you because at any time, <clears throat> and this might have happened to, you, to many of you, something can happen. Like the car in front of you, the drive shaft could fall out or a tire could fall out, you know, come out or an accident in front of you or, or your own vehicle, something could happen and you're in traffic or you're going... 70 miles an hour on the on the freeway and you know your engine stops or you got fire coming out from under your hood or or maybe you didn't drive the kind of cars I did because mine were usually ratchet patched together no longer my friends I have a new car now but I'm just saying I had those cars that stopped on their own and shit so anyway I got really good advice on um, driving and safety and the rules of the road and 
know, when you come to a stop sign, who, who goes first and, you know, what the green and the yellow and the red lights really mean and how to yield and et cetera, et cetera. You know, and that the left lane is for faster traffic, which you know, no one pays attention to that because there are plenty of people that the left lane, it's just their fucking lane. It doesn't matter how fast or slow they're going. That's their lane. And you can fuck off because, and you know who it usually is. Because in my experience, it's always the same demographic of driver in that left-hand lane. And it kind of chaps me. Anyways. So, you know, there are rules of the road. But we make our own rules, don't we? So... We know we do. Um, we don't want to be behind a car or a vehicle that reminds us, doggy, hi doggy. I wave to the dogs. If there's a dog with his head sticking out of a car, I wave. If it's a school bus full of children, I wave. Okay. That, that this goes without saying. Um, and if they have a bumper sticker that says honk for anything, I honk. I don't care what the fuck it's for. They put it on their car, so I'm going to respond. They asked for it. So, um, we make our own rules of, of the road. So, you know, if, if you're behind a vehicle and it reminds you of anybody that you dislike or it triggers you because you had a car like that and, and it burned oil and you were, you were pregnant and having morning sickness when you, when you, drove that car and you just have to avoid it or the smell of a car burning oil at all. It's like you have to avoid it. So, yeah. So, so my, one of my rules of the road, the rule, a rule I made up is I'm going to fucking pass any kind of vehicle I can't see around. Like I'm not going to drive 45 minutes behind a local area transit bus. They, I'm not saying that going the speed limit is a bad thing, but 55 can often feel really slow. George Thorogood, notwithstanding. Um, I do the blow your horn thing to truck drivers, often with great success. That's one of my own rules of the road. I don't flash these guys or girls because there's a lot more female drivers now of semi trucks and stuff, as you know. I uh, do the cheap thing to tractor trailer drivers. Um, but yeah, it, the, the being behind a vehicle I can't see around is really bad. Also, what about this rule of the road? What about the car <clears throat> who I don't know what engineer designed it this way? But no matter where they are on the highway on a sunny day, you get the maximum amount of glare off their windshield or chrome. You know, their 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 back windshield. I guess that's still called a windshield, right? That's like the worst because like, you know, you're changing the station on your satellite radio and you look up and all of a sudden, bam, you get like you get like a laser in your eye because it's this little Honda in front of you going 25 miles an hour and the sun is just, you know, has just burnt out your fucking retinas and you can't, you can't see 
like for the next 40 minutes, there's a big like white blotch and you like got like fucking tunnel vision. So one of my rules of the road is you got to get around those people. You got to find a way to avoid that because, and also polarized sunglasses, right? But that the polarization doesn't always help with those things. So what are some other rules of the road? Where I live right now, the motherfuckers are paving every road. So I guess the government has allotted all kinds of money to road maintenance. And you know, I live close to a resort area. And they can't, they can't repave the roads in the summer because there's too much traffic. You can't repave the roads in the winter because I have a feeling it's too cold. I don't know this for sure. My dad used to work on crews that ran asphalt paving roads and shit like that. I think the temperature has to be right. Although I do understand they can pave roads in in some rain. It can't be rain heavy, obviously. Um, So right now, that's what's happening. Um, The roads in many of these towns I'm driving through are all being paved. So you got construction everywhere. And you want to, you know, you want to be on that lane that they paved already because it's got the nice asphalt, but there's a four inch drop to the grooved lane. So you could take a chance on blowing out a tire randomly because (laughs) safety first, right? And plus they have those signs up that say stay in lane. You know, it's like if the sign had a voice, it would be fucking Darth Vader. Luke, stay in your lane. These aren't the droids you're looking for. I don't do that. As soon as I can get up on that fucking, you know, four inches of beautiful road that if you had roller skates, you'd be killing it. I'm on that thing. I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to transition lanes going 65 miles an hour. I'm going to, like, ease up in there, like, peeling off a band-aid slow but I'm not going to stay in that grooved lane I think the signs are just for motorcycle people or motorcycle drivers or motorcyclists motorcyclism those guys because I think on a motorcycle it'll probably be very, very difficult to ride on grooved roads but anyway there's a lot of that shit going on so that's a rule of my own rule of the road I don't stay in the lane if the lane's uncomfortable. Because I don't think those grooves in the road are very good for your tires either. And I understand, you know, now that I've I bought a new newer vehicle and it's like tricked out. It's not tricked out. It is it is turbocharged. It's fucking fast if I need it to be. I have like a little button. It says, um, what does it say? Oh, drive mode. Yeah. And it just like kicks in the turbocharge and girlfriend, you can go. I should be using it right now because I'm kind of on a highway. Anyways, um, I don't think those grooved roads are good for your tires. And from what I understand from someone knowledgeable on these things, the tires on my car here are not, I'm just not going to go get like R1520s or whatever the fuck they, however they're rated or sized. You know, I got some 
they're not Yokohama, they're some kind of other Japanese fancy schmancy. And I'm not gonna put, if one, so I don't think the grooved roads are good for my tires. And you can't petition the state to say, State Highway Administration, your road work fucked up my tires. So you owe me $1,200 for new tires. Can't do that, can you? You're just on your own fucking, at your, at your, at your own will. Drive on these roads at your own will, taxpayers. So it's coming. I know it's coming. Then I'm going to have to get new tires because the dudes at the dealership have already told me, you know, they've rotated. You've got some cupping on your tires. I was like, what the fuck? I don't need, I have 30, hold on, 35,000 miles on my car. It's like two years old. How can I have cupping on my tires already? Right? It's not like I make a habit of parking into curbs and running over nails or, you know, four-wheeling it off-road or something. How does this happen? Like, aren't tires good for like 50 or 60 fucking thousand miles? Or or is it like, why don't they just put temporary tires on your new car? You know, like when you get a toy in the store and it comes with batteries, but the batteries are only good for an hour. You know, it's like those temporary batteries and you know, it's Christmas morning and your kid's fucking crying because the new toy, you know, the Easy Bake Oven half-baked their fucking cupcake because the batteries went out. Your tire, I bought the car, it cost me a lot of money. The tires should last longer. They should last 50 or 60,000 miles. Don't be fucking telling me at 32,000 miles, because it was like two oil changes ago. You know, I'd like my tires rotated and a wheel alignment or whatever the fuck they do. You guys know what they do. And girls. A lot of girls know what they do. I know what they do to the extent that they're not going to fuck me over if they try to tell me I need something that I don't. I know just enough to be dangerous or annoying. So, yeah. So, the road work, I think, screws up your tires. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. You people who might work for the State Highway Administration <laughs> or the subcontracted construction contractors, those guys on the big machines. <sighs> what other rules of the roads are there? Now, I'm not, you know, I don't like driving at night. I do it, but I avoid it because my night vision, it's not great. It never has been. I've worn... I needed, I actually needed eyeglasses at a very young age, and I had the kind of mother that was like, you only want to wear glasses because your girlfriend does. Karen wears glasses. I'm like, Mom, I'm sitting in, like, the front of the class. I can't see the board. And I think finally, like, a parent-teacher's conference, they were like, Mrs. California Kitchen's mother, your daughter can't see the board and needs glasses. Thank you. I was 15 when I finally got glasses. It was like, oh, man colors, rainbow, clarity. So I've been seeking clarity the rest of my life. Yeah, so I don't drive at night because I can't, you know, it's, I have astigmatism in both eyes. So that means like everything, there's like triple everything. And in the winter time, between the Christmas lights on people's houses and the brake lights and the rear lights on people's cars. It's like, ooh, pretty. (laughs) 
It's like some fucking, you know, Elton John kaleidoscope eyes kind of fucking dream state. Hard to concentrate. So I don't uh, make a habit of doing that. And another rule of the road is I, you know, I don't really like to drive if I've been drinking. You know, two beers, two glasses of wine is my limit. And that's probably too much. Uh, obviously. Oh, shit. I'm speeding. Going through this little town, it's like you're cruising along 55 and all of a sudden, bam, 30, 35 miles per hour. It, like, drops down. And the cop's sitting right there at the Hardee's, like, <laughs> got you, motherfucker. Revenue. It's the revenueers. It's Deputy Dog. Oh, there's some colors on the trees are changing. Leaves, pretty <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I tractor trailer trucks not another favorite of mine. They drift into my lane on more than one occasion. I think I talked to, to you guys about this once before. I mentioned it. You know, they have a habit of drifting into my lane, so I I I get around them, boys and girls and know, get them to cheat their horn while I'm at it. So yeah, um, those are kind of like my rules of the road. It's a beautiful day. I, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I hope this is not a cop car behind me because I'm sure I'm, I'm not going to speed line. I'm probably going too fast. I don't know, the cop cars, they're all different kind of cars now, right? He's got like a fucking Acura Mercedes. It's a, it's a cop. Why are they doing this to us? It's like, I'm not intentionally trying to break the law. I just don't know. I just, they change the fucking speed limit so frequently through these towns in Delaware. You don't know what speed you're supposed to be going. Because there's too many other things to look at. With the farm stands and the fucking pumpkins for sale and the moms and the yard sales, it's like I don't, I, I don't, I fucking miss the sign. What's the speed limit? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm just gonna drive the speed that feels comfortable to me. <laughs> oh wait. Okay, so yeah, Ford Explorers. The cops love their Ford Explorers. There's one that just passed me. Not a not a cop, okay? A couple of ladies, yard sale ladies, okay? <coughs> I'm getting excited. <coughs> Excuse me. Hold on a second. I need coffee. Hold on. Hold on while I take a sip of my mediocre, lukewarm coffee. <coughs> my international coffee creamer is like all settled to the bottom and this hasn't really solidified but the coffee's tasting rather thick right now if thickness has a flavor oh i know what i can tell you about i know it's 19 minutes but you know what maybe this is going to be your um for the ride kind of podcast that you can listen to while you're driving somewhere <laughs> for those of you <laughs> For those of you who are already fucking Christmas shopping, 
because it's coming up on the last week of October and I know some of you people are already done with your Christmas shopping. Now you have something to listen to while you're on the way to the mall or plugged into your headphones as you're shopping. Enjoy. So I have something else I can tell you as I pass the Cabbage Patch. I just recently returned from a, how many days was I gone? Five nights? A week long? Something like that? Trip to Northwestern Maine. It was awesome. Like, where they have towns or little blips on the coordinates on a map that are called Kakajo or something like that. Like Katie did it or something. Quakamagamic. I was close to Quakamagamic Lake. And so I'm up there. It was beautiful. The leaves were, were, they might have been peak or one or two days past peak, but it was gorgeous. My brother has a a camp up there in the woods. Um, And I want to say, you know, it's the first time I ever went. I want to say no running water or whatever, but there are no facilities in terms of that, but it's not as um, off-grid as I thought it was. Now, if he had one solar or two solar panels and some batteries up there, you could live there year-round. It, it was, I loved it. I loved it there. It was no cell phone service, no internet. So you had to get all that out of your system, like 2.7. 17 minutes, two hours and 17 minutes prior to arrival, you lost your signal. So if you had, you know, a message you wanted to send or an email you needed to check, you had to get that fucker done before then. Because boom, it just drops and your phone says those two dreadful words, no service. It can be gut-wrenching when you see that. Especially if you were like mid-text or something like that. <laughs> um, for some of you. I don't know. I didn't mind it. I actually thought there was a little bit too many people there. Because I just wanted to go sit on a rock by the lake with my coffee. And listen to the sound of the mist rise from the water at 7.15 in the morning. Um, and enjoy the splendor of nature and the changing of the leaves and the sound of the forest and the smell of the woods and uh, it's, you know, poetry fodder, shit like that. So that was great. Um, Really enjoyed it. Lots of driving on logging roads. My brother's kind of funny. My brother's older than I am. I'm going to diss him here. Um, You don't quite know what to expect with him like the cabins the cabin runs on a wood stove basically for warmth and propane it's got a propane refrigerator and a propane stove which is what more do you need right um you have a little bucket that you can pee in the middle of the night if you have to but for the heavy duty business you got to go outside to the outhouse you know what I mean, right? The heavy duty business. So, you know, it could, the game could be up to little if you had a composting toilet. There is an indoor shower that you have to, um, you know, you have a big pot of like a huge kettle on 
the um, wood stove all the time with water in it. And not only does it help humidify the air, but you can use that water to get the right temperature going to put it in this camp shower which there's a shower stall and the camp shower you step in. It looked very dark to me. I would be like getting some battery powered twinkle lights for in there, but that's just me. And so I kind of passed on the camp shower. I took a very luxurious shower in the hotel the night before we left for the woods. And then um, as soon as we got back to his house, the day we returned, I got another luxurious shower at his home. But, um, you know, there's, I just used a wash basin to take care of my business, if you know what I mean. I just got cleaned up and felt fresh, and it really wasn't that bad. I have lived in a pop-up camper before for a year and a half. It was me and my ex-husband in, in, a, in a horrible football video game, like when they first came out. I, I That was part of the reason for the divorce. I'll <laughs> just put it to you that way. Anyways. It was lovely. You had a nice composting toilet um, and plenty of wood and your shit, you know, food and stuff like that. You could totally live up there year round or make it through the winter. It was really not that bad. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I, I could try it at least one winter. And it's definitely, it's definitely like the place to escape to during a zombie apocalypse or civil unrest or, you know, nuclear issue or something like that. If you can get there, it's a long fucking ways away. It's a long ways away, but well worth the trip. Well worth the trip. So that's what I've been up to. But anyway, uh, what made me think of that is the leaves changing because in Delaware, they're just starting to change. They don't look great. I, I don't remember all the factors that play into, um, creating the perfect fall foliage, you know, the right amount of rain or dry, or dry or cold or whatever. We have had some nights that were in the 30s already. Hug. Uh, hate that. Hate that number for a temperature anyway. 30s for an age? Good. 30s for a temperature? Not good. Okay, not good. California kitchens? No. I don't, I am not, you know. Now, main different, I would go spend a winter there. Um, because I think it would be like an experience. It would be like, you know, you come out feeling like Hem Hemingway or Thoreau. You know, it's like you have this experience that you'll you'll never repeat. Or, you know, I don't want to be lost in the wilderness per se. I mean, the grocery store, you could still, you have to have four-wheel drive, obviously. You could still, like, drive 2.17 hours. <laughs> And get your cell phone service and also get your, um, get your groceries. <clears throat> so there's really disgusting guy, old, old, old guy, old, old guy in a truck next to me, just like a pickup truck. And I'm stopped at a light and he keeps creeping up and looking over at me. You know, why can't it be like the good looking, like guys in their thirties, the good looking guys, right? No, it's gotta be the old creeper fucking... Sit on Santa's lap, girl. Guys. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> Sorry. When he's driving the Lincoln and he's got his wife in the car, too. How fucking dare you disrespect her in that way? 
Or maybe that's his blow-up doll, Lucy. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> this is what goes through my mind as I'm traveling. What goes through yours? Oh, I know. I watched this really funny uh, comedian on Netflix last night. Well, she wasn't really funny. There were moments of hysterical laughter for me. The cat always looks at me like, what is wrong with you? I think her name is Jenny Slater. Uh, she's Jewish. She's from Massachusetts, and she does this bit where she talks about growing up in a haunted house, and she's very expressive. Um, she's an actress. She lives in California. Um, I don't know if she's a voice actress or not. She does a lot with her voice and just with her expressions and her movements. So she's like really talented in that way, and some of the stuff that she was saying was like really, really funny and made me laugh. So check her out on Netflix. Um, you're welcome, Jenny. I hope some people watch you. I don't need, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I never met you. I thought it was funny. I also thought that, um, what the hell is the other guy's name? Salvatore Mas, I don't know. That's not his name. Um, some other guy, a little short Italian guy. I think he's from Jersey or something. I thought Mas Mascolino or something. I thought he was funny too, but... Apparently he did he did some sort of gig in Hollywood and uh, he was the opening act and he didn't very, get very good reviews but he might fade away into obscurity. <laughs> he was on Jimmy Fallon I think and he did Jimmy Kimmel. You know how they they do they have to go around and do all those promotional things. Like do people pay attention to that anymore? Like Jennifer Aniston. I'm sure she's a very nice person. And I think that her movies, she's basically the same character in every program she's in, right? You know what you're, it, it's like vanilla ice cream. You know what you get. You know what you get. It doesn't matter if they put sprinkles on it. You're going to eat the sprinkles first, pick them out of your teeth, and you still got vanilla. That's Jennifer Aniston. Okay? Why am I on these celebrities? I don't know. Anyway, is it necessary for her to be on Ellen and... Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon to promote this movie she's going to be in. I guess the the producers are like, <laughs> you must go on Fallon and market this production. Then who pays attention to that? Like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to a movie just because I saw someone on Jimmy Fallon. I don't even watch Jimmy Fallon. I do subscribe. I think I'm a subscriber for him on YouTube because some of the things I'm interested in and some of them are not. Like if, if he's got Sting on, I'll, I'll watch Sting. You know, or if he ever got Bono, I would definitely watch Bono. And I think the roots are kind of cool. Some of the stuff they do is okay, but I don't watch it for the celebrities. I'm really, I'm not a celebrity worshiper. You have to understand what's going on a little bit in popular culture just to survive or to be able to have a meaningless conversation with someone you might meet on the street <laughs> or talk to or add, talk at in a podcast. <laughs> All right. I am in Dover, Dover, Delaware. I'm getting really close to my final destination of my journey. Um... But this is the tricky thing when I'm podcasting and I'm recording. If I just like stop it, then I have to do all these other fandangly things and I don't want to lose my 31.45 seconds of recording. 
Um, Because sometimes it gets tricky. Actually, this is a long light. I could have killed this a second ago. and, and Oh, no. Here, the light just changed. As I say this... Um, so we're going to hang out for a little while and, you know, this might be a longer podcast because why not? Why the hell not? If you don't want to listen anymore, just click away or pause it, write down the number where you left off and just pick it up again another time when you get, when you come out of TGI Fridays from having lunch with your girls and you're on your way to Home Depot because you got to pick up a hammer or, you know, a level or something because girls are crafty girls build things. I'm looking for a girl who wants to come over and paint my upstairs in my house. Does anyone know how to paint a stairwell? Like I've looked on YouTube and it looks like it involves a ladder and like two by fours and stuff, which is way too dangerous for me and my, my level of agility now, because I'm not, I'm not an, I'm not an age that begins with a three anymore. (laughs) Oh shit. I'm getting in the other lane. That's right, girl. This car's pulling over. It's my lane now. There's a Tahoe, a Chevy Tahoe. That's a nice-looking truck. It probably gets five miles to the gallon, but I wouldn't mind having a big old honker truck like that. I've got, like, an SUV or a a CUV. (laughs) A CV. A curriculum vitae. No, I have a smaller, tricked-out, turbocharged little zippy around it's kind of like a honda crv my my car although it's not that and i'm not going to tell you what i'm driving because you might try to stalk me (laughs) in delaware (laughs) i will tell you it's black though because you know if you're gonna have a tricked out vehicle it's got to be black right (laughs) and it's got fancy wheels apparently fancy tires anyways Here's a snazzy looking car, a Toyota Camry, a really cool kind of deep teal, greenish, blackish looking color. Oh, that guy just ran a red light. Go! So yeah, rules of the road. Yeah, I have no patience for some people, some drivers, you know, at least go the speed limit. And God bless, I mean, there are some people, like, okay, my mom is a good example. She's 92. On my way back from Maine, I had, um, like, five hours before I had to leave to catch my plane the the, the next day after we returned from Maine, which was, like, the trip back from Maine to my brother's house is, like, a nine-hour journey. But I factored in enough time so I'd be able to spend time with my mom the day I had to leave for the airport. And she's 92 and completely in her right mind. She didn't get around as good as she used to. She's not in a wheelchair. She's she's ambulatory. She uses a cane because her left leg doesn't do what she wants it to do. Which is interesting because my left leg doesn't always do what I want it to do either from a car accident I had. Not my fault. Drunk driver. Anyway, I digress. So she tells me every time I see her, she's going to go and get her driver's license renewed. How many of you think that's a good idea? I didn't think so. Mom, you can't. It's not a good idea. You know, 
it's too dangerous, the too traffic. She's like, the traffic this time of year is not bad. It's only in the summer. And the, the problem is this. It's that loss of independence. She can't come and go as she pleases. Think about that, people. Think about, you're in your right mind. You decide you want to go down to the deli and get a salad or just walk around to the bodega and see, you know, what kind of cuts of meat are they selling today? Doesn't particularly interest me, but these are things she might be thinking. And we have to put ourselves into other people's shoes when it comes to this issue. She can't just throw her shit on and grab her keys and go out the door. Even though it's her car that's sitting in the driveway that she's paying the insurance on and the registration and everything. Because her license expired and she's elderly. And it was even scarier when she was driving around with her friend who's two years younger than she is. Who, by the way, is still driving around and got a new car. She had a Jeep. Her friend Mary had a Jeep and traded in her Jeep for a Mini Cooper. Like, is there a vehicle smaller than a Mini Cooper that she could have got aside from one of those little electric closet car fucking things? I'm like, well, I'm just not happy with you sitting in the passenger seat of a Mini Cooper while Mary attempts to drive. It's just not a good idea. So, you know, I don't know. Do any of you work for DMV? Like, what do they do? They even give you your driver's Like, I know Prince Charles, not Prince Charles, who's the other dude? The Queen's guy. Edward? Har no, it's not. <laughs> it's not Harry or William. It's not. I know it's not them. Philip. Yes, indeed, I do believe it's Philip. Prince Philip. And he recently crashed his Range Rover, didn't he? Yes, because he pulled out right in front of a gal, and I think, I believe a daughter was in the car as well, and caused quite a ruckus. And he went out the very next day and purchased another Range Rover, didn't he? Yeah, he shouldn't be driving either. How the hell fucking old is he? 98? Isn't this the monarchy? Don't like they have like all kinds of money for chauffeurs and valets and shit like that? I mean, I know, I know they're trying really hard not to spend the people's money. But you've, you've, be you've become a liability. You're a huge risk factor for the monarchy. Mother, you're a big risk factor for the monarchy. Matriarch of our family. We can't have you driving. All right, I'm, a, I'm on a big road now. The speed limit's 70 on this road. It's 65. <laughs> it's just my speed limit is 70. Plus, I add on. I don't know. Someone, someone I thought I, I'm remembering state police or whatever. You have to be going like at least nine miles over the speed limit in order to like get a ticket or be considered to be speeding. I, you know, I might be making that up myself. So. What I can see out my window here, if you guys have never experienced this before, check out a YouTube video because I'm sure there are plenty. Um, I'm up in the Dover Air Force Base area and, uh, you know, Air Force One has 
landed up here plenty of times, and you know, um, Dover Air Force Base has a huge mortuary, and um, being the patriot that I am, God bless, um, you know, our, our fallen servicemen are often brought into Dover Air Force Base um, if they've fallen in the line of duty. And they come in by C-5s. And if you've never seen the C-5 land or up close, that would be something to watch on YouTube. I'm just, um, there's one going overhead right now. So, you don't always know what their mission is. But I have, I have come through in Dover Air Force Base before and seen Air Force One parked there. Now, I, and I also understand there's several Air Force Ones. And I know that any, any plane a president is on is Air Force One at the time. But the actual, you know, blue and white and gold Air Force One, I have seen that on the runway before, or just parked there. You know, just, they're just parked hanging out. They had to make a stop for Starbucks or something. I don't know. They ran out of Colombian coffee. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of cool to see. If you've never seen it before. Are you guys still there? Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. And you know what I'm going by now? I'm on um, Route 1, the toll road. I'm passing the Monster Mile. Do you remember where NASCAR was really big? Is NASCAR still really big? I don't remember. Like, the side that I'm driving by, it's like the nosebleed stand side. They were big NASCAR fans, and they would uh, stay at my house and go to the, the races at Dover Downs. Not so much anymore, though, so I guess it was a phase. everybody um you know it's a good thing that the world's not flat because you might have think that i just slid off the edge in, in my journey but i actually i had to hop off um but i'm done that was it that was kind of like um all i had to say and i'm here now where i'm supposed to be and i really appreciate you hanging out with me and sticking in for the long ride and i hope you found it enjoyable i love to read your comments please um do comment if you feel so inclined, or if you want to hear my viewpoints on some other things, just go ahead and leave me a comment and ask me what you'd like me to rant about. <laughs> okay, and feel free to share my, um, my podcast with others who might enjoy my sense of humor. I hope you guys all have a wonderful day and enjoy whatever it is you're doing. Take care. Ciao.